The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play Podcast. Kevin here joined by Pops and Uncle Tony. What's going on, fellas? Hey, boys. Uh, What's up? Um, I want to start off with um, sometimes we bury this and sometimes we acknowledge right off the top, but uh, we know the parlay once again did not win. I don't know if we how close we were to winning, Uncle Tony. I'm telling but you. I know one team that I know one team that didn't win, and it's the team that's on my I'm, I'm they're circled, they're on my list. They will not be bet again the rest of this season, and that is the Atlanta Falcons. And, Tony, we yep. can go ahead and get into B. John Robinson if you want, but just I'm done with them. I'm done with Arthur Smith. I'm done with the Falcons. They lost to Joshua Dobbs, <laughs> who didn't even know who he was throwing to. And let me go ahead and pause and say, Mom, congratulations on the win. Your Vikings are frisky. They might be yep. in the playoffs. Uh, yep. But the Falcons, get out of here. You no longer can be taken serious. You're at the kitty table the rest of the year. In my eyes. Can I ask a question on that? Because I didn't get to watch much of that game. Did I mean, what I did see, it looks like Dobbs did play up way out of line for just a little bit I saw. Or did Atlanta play that Yes shitty? and no. I mean, he played good enough to win, but Atlanta did had their opportunities and just blew it. Mm. And Dobbs played well. Don't get me wrong. Dobbs played extremely well considering he had been in the building for like two days. and He had never taken had a never, snap from the center. He had to. Before he comes in, him and the offensive line are practicing his cadence because they didn't even know his cadence. And then in the huddle, he's having to ask Jordan Addison, "Okay, uh, uh, what do you, what route are you doing here? Okay, you're doing it. You're doing a post. Okay, cool. And then Hawkinson, what an out. Okay, cool. Like he doesn't even know what they're playing backyard football. So the fact that he played as well as he did, Dad, yes, great game by him. But it's not like he was just he wasn't C.J. Stroud just lighting it up all over the place. Yeah. But, Tony, do you have any I, – I mean, I know you – we could do 45 minutes on the Atlanta Falcons if we wanted to, but – That's what I have to say about the Falcons <laughs> right there. I just can't – it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. And 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 I just – you can't – this guy, B. John Robinson, is the best athlete in the NFL. Arthur, if you're listening – He's the best athlete in the NFL. Would you use the guy? He should be getting 25, 30 carries a game. Use him. Quick disclaimer. Well, Tony has a lot of stock in B. John Robinson. I'm just going to let you you all know out there in listener land. But he, I don't well, disagree it, with anything you just said, Tony. I, I will say that. Well, and I think we discussed <laughs> this before, but it's not even about like your fantasy football team at this point. It's just – he gets the best chance to win. The seventh overall pick. What? And yeah. like, so the Falcons forced a fumble and returned it to the Vikings one yard line at one point in the game. Here's the next uh, four plays: first and goal, false start, 
First and goal, a pass to Johnny Smith. Second and goal, end around to Johnny Smith. But mind you, that's the second tight end behind Kyle Pitts, who they also drafted in the top 10. <laughs> and then third and goal, a handoff to Tyler Algier. Bijan never even touched the field. Not, not didn't get a touch. Didn't get on the field. So, like, I'm okay with you not using him, but why draft? If you like Algier, why did you draft him? Like, you could have got a lineman or a defensive player or whatever. You're just wasting. It's just dumb organizationally to do what they're doing. Yeah. It's just dumb. And it's not like, and Tony can tell you, it's not like when he has gotten the ball, he's looked like, oh man, this guy, we might have wasted the pick. Like when he's gotten the ball, you're like, oh, we really might have something. Yeah, he might be good. He's averaging averaging five yards a touch. I think that's good. Yards. I think that's pretty good, Tony. That's pretty good. Give it to him three times in a row. Guess what? It's second down and five, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So the next game to talk about, and. There's you can there's a lot of ways we can discuss it. I know uh, I was watching this with Pops, and he was very disappointed at the end because it was what he did not want to see with the Dallas Cowboys. But 28-23 Dallas Cowboys win. Uncle Tony, I'll let you go first. Thoughts? So this is one I watched on my phone because we were in uh, New Orleans uh, at the Saints game, but um, uh, walking around. But the, the bottom line is this. The Cowboys played well enough to win. They did. All right? The thing about it is the Cowboys still cannot rise to the occasion. You've got to overcome adversity in the NFL. It's going to happen. The dude was short of the goal line. He was interfered with. It doesn't matter. It's fourth. You need to make a quarter of a yard. Make a quarter of a yard and get over it. Get over it. They can't rise rise to the occasion. I- but in the same token, here it comes. Here it comes. Here comes the mud. We <laughs> we start to justify it. That's that's what really drives me nuts. It's we try to it, it anyway. Go ahead. No, yeah. you're right. But then, like, I, you can look at the end and go, the Eagles might be the best team in football, or one of the top three teams in football, and they played right there with them. They held that pass rush from doing much until the very end. Dak Prescott played well. C.D. Lamb looked unguardable. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. And and where it's really frustrating, and it's what you said, and it's what pops before the game. He just said he didn't want to see stuff like this. And they get somehow they find a miraculous way to get it first and goal. And like the next three plays are false start, delay a game, sack, incompletion. All of a sudden you're going fourth and goal from the 30 or whatever it was. You went from right. first and goal at the five. And at that point, I'm like, they got four downs to get five yards. Like uh, chances are pretty good. And then they wouldn't even be in the situation if, like Tony's saying, you know where you're at. You catch the ball and like you run your route into the end zone, not at the half yard line. Or, and I'm not even that mad. Like it kind of happens, I guess. But then Dak stepping out, like it's just like, how do they find new ways to lose a game every single week? It's it's almost unfathomable. <laughs> ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, it's they found a new way to lose, and it's. In teams that find ways to lose, it gets to be contagious, and they keep on finding ways to lose. I, but they were. They were right there with Philly. They gave them all they wanted. Uh, there was no doubt there was interference on the tight end. There's no question in Dak. But anyway, I, I'm just repeating what y'all said. It's it's. But they did play so, good football against perhaps the best team in the NFL. So, yeah. they're, they're going to be a play – that's the thing is they're still – I still don't know how good they are. Like, they did play well against the Eagles. They're going to be a playoff team, the Cowboys I'm talking about. 
And it's going to be – they're probably going to win the wild card round and have to beat another – they're just going to have to beat one of the good teams. And we'll see if maybe they can find a way to do it come playoff time. But, I, Tony, it sounds like you're not going to trust it. You don't trust it until you see it. Unless they get somehow the, – the rule is that you get to play the Giants in the first round of the playoffs, then no, I don't know. Yeah, because if they play well, Arizona, I, I mean, you know. <laughs> no, no, um, let's not play Arizona. <laughs> a team a team that we know is a contender. We don't have to worry about them, but maybe they're, the team that played could be a fraud. But I want to talk about that uh, Chiefs-Dolphins game. Now, it was an early game. It was an 8 a.m. kickoff because it was played over in Germany, I believe. Right, um, Germany. The Dolphins – did the Dolphins offense not look good, Tony, or did the Chiefs defense look really good? Uh, I thought the Chiefs defense looked really good. And and now the offense seemed to outcatcher. And so you just never know those European games. And we talked about this a little bit last week. The Chiefs went late. The Dolphins went early. And when you saw the Jaguars do that, it was the opposite effect, right? Um, with the Bills. And but the, the Chiefs look to be the team, and their defense is just playing really well. I, I I don't know. Mahomes said it's the best defense he's ever say. played with, and he the best defense in football. Yeah. I mean, of course he's going to yeah. say that, but I mean, Pops, he might be right. Well, I, here's what I want to say to that game. So I looked up some of the stats. So total yards: Miami two ninety two, Kansas City two sixty seven. Passing yards: Miami one seventy five, Kansas City one seventy four. Rushing yards: Miami one seventeen, Kansas City ninety three. Yards per play, Miami, five yards per play, Kansas City, 4.8. Time of possession, 30-24 for Miami, 29-36 for Kansas City. I didn't say the score. Who won that game? Is it, reading all those, you make me think the Dolphins. You but. would think, right? So I'm, the Dolphins were right in it. They were in the game, you know. Except for a defensive touchdown. But the same way – the Cowboys find a way yeah. to lose games. The yeah. Holmes and the Chiefs find a way to win games. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. They're the anti-Cowboys. Exactly. Yeah. And you kind of just feel like towards the end, you're like, even like they were up in this one, but even when they're kind of down, like that, the game they lost to the Broncos, you kind of before McCall uh, Hardman fumbled that snap two weeks or fumbled that punt two weeks ago, you're kind of like they're only down eight. I mean, they're going to find a way to to mess around and win. Like they're they're just it's the same way with Tom Brady. You're just kind of like they'll find a yeah. way. I don't know how they're going to do it, but yeah. Whereas the Cowboys, so, when we're watching that one, we're like, what could happen? I mean, they're going to step out of bounds before the two point, before he crosses the end zone or whatever, you know? Yeah. It, I'm interested to see what happens with the game this Sunday that's in Frankfurt. I think it's at the same stadium. I think that's, you're interested in that one, the Patriots and Colts? No, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if we're going to see the low score again because I, there were some uh, things said about the turf. Well, so uh, did y'all hear the it? The turf was, there in Frankfurt. It's turf slash grass. It's like, a combo. Right. I don't know how that works, but I don't yeah. And so I would tell you that I bet the Dolphins don't like that very much because they really did not seem to be the fastest team, and they're and they they're the fastest team in the NFL uh, from from beginning to end. Yeah. And they were not Saturday or Sunday. They were not. And so I wonder if we'll get to if we'll hear about the uh, turf issues because we heard that a little bit when folks were playing in Mexico City. And I think there's a Mexico City game coming at some point in time this year, but that that turf really slowed slowed everybody down. And I'm I'm kind of wondering we'll see if that if that happens again this year. You week. know, they always say that, right? But if turf and I know that's been a thing, they'll let turf grow a little bit to slow a fast team down. And I get that, but it doesn't it slow the slow team down the same amount of, as it slows the fast team down? But yeah, but I think what Tony's saying is the like especially for the Dolphins, they their whole game plan. Their game is built on speed. Timing. 
Speed and timing specifically, too. And when that timing changes a little. The timing changes. That's fair. Okay. Well, that, I know, here's what is, that's what, this is what I mean by the cuts, right? The quickness. So if you're the fast guy to the corner, you win and you, but they can't cut because you got to slow down to cut. So the fat, so the slower team catches Mm -hmm. up to it. If you can cut at a fastest rate as you're running, that's what makes you fast in football. And I think they were having trouble with that because there was a few things that it was really long grass uh, for, for football. It may be perfect for soccer, but it was not good for football. And I'm wondering if I, I just, like I said, I want to hear about it. Maybe the IT department could look at that this week. Well, I think I remember hearing something leading up to the game where they said that now the stadiums, the international stadiums have to have, there's some requirements they well, have to meet. Well, that's why they have this right? new turf slash grass because the NFL is saying we, like you have, the NFL basically was like, yeah, we, I know we're only playing two games a year here, but your turf has to be up to our our standard, I, our, play, which okay. I mean, our don't play did. there, you know. Um, another game, and we kind of mentioned for a second, and I, I think it's really. I was watching this game with pops, and just <laughs> over and over again, CJ Stroud for the Texans, legit. Might I mean I don't know where he stands in current quarterbacks, but by far the best rookie quarterback and. I mean, it looks like the Texans got their guy for the next 10 to 15 years. I mean, 470 yards, five touchdowns. I think both rookie records. I know the yards is a rookie record. Did he do that last week? Did he do that? That was last week against the Buccaneers. And and that final drive was like under a minute left or something. And it wasn't like like the Cowboys where it was two pass interference calls to kind of get down the field. He was just completing dimes to get down the field. And it was the Buccaneers. So it wasn't like – I'm not saying he did it against amazing talent, but just for a rookie to do that – I. Tony, I was thoroughly impressed with C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I, I, I got to see what's highlights on this because I look back. It set multiple records, I think, for rookies. Five touchdowns, 474 70, yeah, yards. 30 or 42. Uh, yeah. um, 30 and 42. It's, and it set him on pace to reach some rec- rookie records that we're talking about, like Manning, uh those kind of guys for rookie Marino. I think he's he may be in line for a Marino rookie record. I can't remember, but um, it is amazing. And I, I'm not saying that uh, Bryce Young is going to turn into Ryan Leaf, but we may be looking at that kind of comparison. Well, because Bryce Young against a Colts team that's not just amazing through three interceptions, two of those pick sixes, and again they lost twenty seven thirteen. You you don't throw those two pick yeah. sixes, and that's a one point game. You could have had C.J. Stroud, just like you could could have had a man. And Bryce Young, <laughs> it's hard to say Lee. Bryce Young's done and he's not going to be good at oh, all. No. But it's no, just yeah. they didn't take Leaf yeah. before Manning, did they? They took Manning first. I thought they did. No, I thought Manning was, was the number one pick and Leaf was two that year. I thought they had to trade him because that was the deal because of the that they had to trade. Well, I, I, well, I think you're thinking Eli had to get traded. Yeah, Eli Peyton was taken first. Peyton was taken first overall, and Ryan Leaf was two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who's oh, who's taken behind Ryan Leaf? That Andre so Wadsworth, defensive end, Florida State, and then Charles Woodson. Ooh, well, maybe him. I should maybe I should retract that uh, comparison. I apologize. But either way, I think that the the thought <laughs> the thought there is just that the the Colts were really torn between Leaf and Manning, in the same way we were torn between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, and it kind of at least to this point. Very early on, but it looks like Stroud's overwhelmingly better. And he just yeah. seems to carry himself, not like a rookie. Looks comfortable. Yeah, he, he looks good. And he's yeah. not like gunslinging for those 400 yards. It's like 
Pop said 30 for 42. It's on one interception on the year. So he's moving it up and down yeah. the field, but also taking care of the ball, yeah. which is what rookies sometimes don't do as well. Yeah. Brought Tank Dell back to the back to life. He sure did. Yeah. Tony, who's the MVP right now? Lamar Jackson. You think so? I mean, I was uh, curious. I, I was thinking the same, and I looked. He didn't. He they didn't won have the greatest game last week. And stats his game wise. was 187 yards, and he ran for I think 40 or 50. His completion no, percentage was high, though. Close to 100 yards. Um, rushing, like 80 something rushing. Okay, that'll be well, the kick. So if he gets if he gets over 800 yards rushing and 3,000 yards passing, something like that, MVP. Uh, and they well, keep so winning. The reason I think you're right on Lamar, even though that wasn't just a crazy game, who's ne- – I, I don't – maybe Jalen Hurts is next. I mean, Mahomes isn't having a great year, but Mahomes is always around there. Burrow, if they can keep going, might – I just think it's wide open. In the, Does it have to be a Ravens quarterback? Look, I mean – I think it's Christian McCaffrey. It almost is. I mean, it's just hard in the I past I throw A.J. Brown in the conversation. You could. A.J. Brown has been playing out of his mind. And just let me mention right quick. Do you know? So Tyreek Hill, all they're talking about is Tyreek Hill's got 1,076 yards. You know how much A.J. Brown has? He just crossed 1,000. 1,005. He's catching 15 yards per reception so far, where Tyreek Hill is 15.6. I'm saying, yeah, just A.J. Brown deserves to be in that conversation, as does Tyreek Hill. No doubt. You just don't typically see the receiver get it because usually the quarterback's got even better, like you know. Ooh, but in you. both of those cases, Tua and Jalen Hurts have good stats, but they're not like crazy stats. Whereas Tyreek Hill and AJ Brown are both doing like on pace for close to two thousand yards receiving, which is insane. I think what's the Calvin has the record? I think at like nineteen sixty-two or something, something like that. It, but, it was so a lot, but how? How serious are the are the Ravens? Did they move up Tony as the number one team in the AFC in your eyes, or because I mean the Chiefs seem like they haven't figured it out, but like they still got Patrick Mahomes and that defense looks good, so I Maybe, still think. It, so let's put it this way: the Chiefs beat a top five team this past week. Baltimore, weekend. yeah, Baltimore destroyed a not <laughs> top five. I mean, the team. Seahawks were five so, and two coming in, and we were kind of saying they might be, but we also yeah. said last week this will tell us a lot about are the Seahawks. Yeah. Kind of just kind of like the Cowboys. Like, are they a five win team? Are they just winning the games they should, or are they good? And this might this yeah. kind of told me, okay, they're they're down there a tier. They're not in that top five. I I think Baltimore. I mean, I think Kansas City is. Well, I have I had Baltimore number one. I think it's Baltimore Kansas City still. So yeah. I, I if the Chiefs defense continues to improve and play like that, that's the reason I had Baltimore number one. Uh, I. You know, Kansas City certainly has a more balanced offense than Baltimore. Although Baltimore is running the ball, well, and, and now Gus we got to figure out the ball over everybody. We got to figure out is that Keaton Mitchell guy? He had real a game. or not? Because he went nine carries for 140 yards, so basically 15 yards a pop. Yeah, I didn't see any of that game. Did Justice Hill get hurt or something? Or just, no, he had 13 carries for 40 Mitchell. yards. They just in the in the second half. I think they were winning by so much they were like, yeah. and you know, they've had so much running back issues. Like, let's just put in the the guy we just lifted our practice squad, and, yeah. they, and they might have messed around and found someone. Now he he might have just got garbage time yards, but he looked explosive. He looked good, and I, that's the thing with their running offense. With how dangerous Lamar is, you almost don't have to have that great running back because they're just the defense is so worried about Lamar pulling it that 
you just almost have to have an adequate because I I still don't think Gus yeah. Edwards is a great running back, but he's a good red zone or good goal line carry. And I mean, he ended up with five. He averaged ten yards a carry. This past, he had five carries and two touchdowns. So all he does yeah. is just score touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was almost as if hey, we're going to play well enough just to get get through this, and then we're going to we'll we'll give it to everybody else. And Seattle just laid down. They just flat laid down. Yeah, I'm Can, worried. It kind of looks like Geno. Last year's year could have been a little was bit the of exception, fluke, which, not the rule. Yeah, uh, there's rumors right now that Drew Locke is going to be ready. If if Geno has another first half like he did this this last couple of games, that Drew Locke will play the second. Well, half and that week. extension they gave him this offseason, it did give him more money, but it wasn't the like Deshaun Watson type extension. Like it was, it was kind of very similar from what I've read to the. I don't know if you remember the Donovan McNabb extension when he went to the Redskins where. It looked good, but then it was actually he could we could cut him at the end of this year, and none of that money's guaranteed. So like, it looked like a good deal, but it it also told me Seattle's not going. Oh, we got our franchise guy here. Like yeah. we got a guy who's good right now, and maybe that's why because he ha- he hasn't looked good so far. But they're still they got five wins. They could turn that around. Let's see what's a, what's what's another game that that caught your eye this weekend, pops. Well, you know, here's something that's catching my eye now. Can y'all tell me out of the the top rushing people in the league? Can you tell me who I don't number two is? I just this like just yards, rushing yeah, yards, rushing yards, total rushing yards. The number two guy, I don't Team think you'll guess. Player, player. Uh, I, is Walker? HN there just because he ran that no, much? Not HN. I don't think you're going to get not. it. I wouldn't have got it for sure. Is it McCaffrey and then um, McCaffrey's one, uh, and then. Um, I'll shoot. Um, is it Swift? DeAndre Swift? He's three, which was I w- was pretty impressed with. He's three. Mostert? Uh, Mostert is four. <laughs> so, he's right. This is going to be tough. Walker? Um, no. Nope. At Seattle? Nope. I'll tell you, Derrick Henry is five. Yeah. Um, all right. I got, I'm going to have one more guess. Let's see. AFC Central? I believe that's AFC Central. I believe it's the South, maybe. ETN. It's probably ETN. Who is it? Tell us. Zach Moss. Oh, yeah. I could have paid you $100 on that. (laughs) We would have kept guessing, I think, for a good – we might have got there after about 25 minutes, but that's not good podcast. That's nuts, isn't it? I mean, (laughs) that is nuts. Zach Moss, yeah. It is Wow. Pretty impressive. And they just paid paid Jonathan Taylor. It's like Zach Moss is solid. Like They might have the – well, while we're talking about stats leaders, I just want to say uh, Patrick Mahomes is number three in the league. Two is Sam Howell. That's I might could have done the same thing on quarterbacks and gotten you with that one. But number three is Patrick Mahomes, and I do think that's impressive. With, I mean, he's got Tyler uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey. Tra- Tyler Taylor, whatever, dude. <laughs> Taylor Kelsey. He's got Taylor Kelsey. Uh, does Lyft turn into a Swifty? Yeah, I'm just. I mean, just this just in. He's a pretty good quarterback. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other game that kind of caught my—I mean, it ended up being a six-point game, but and it, part of me is saying I'm a little worried about the Bills, who are currently not in the playoffs. If it ended right now, they would miss the playoffs. But Joe Burrow and the Bengals look like the team that made the AFC Championship right now. They—they they look, all, and we said this last week, but even more like they look all the way back. Tony, yeah. I mean, Burrow yeah. looks like MVP Burrow. Mixon looked pretty decent. Higgins had a good game this week. That offense has a lot of weapons. And then that defense, 
not a ton of names you recognize. I mean, Trey Hendrickson's good. They have some names, but they just get it done. And like I said, they they only won by six. But watching that game on Sunday night, I never thought, ooh, the Bills might win this. And then at the end, I was like, oh, crap. They're only down six. This feels like the Bengals are dominating this game. I think the Bengals, if I had to choose a team right now to win the AFC, if I had to put money on one team, I think I would put the money on the Bengals. Wow. Wow. I just think I trust Ooh. every I, – Wow. Like, the Chiefs would be up there, but I don't know for sure if they'll figure out all the receivers. Where the Bengals, I think they got some studs on the outside. I like – obviously, I love Joe Burrow, and I think I trust the defense. <laughs> the Ravens, maybe, but Lamar, I still – I've seen Joe Burrow do it in playoff time, and Lamar, I've seen get banged up a lot towards the end. So, yeah, I think – who would you, Pops, who would you put on the AFC to win the AFC? If you had well, the, the Bengals are in last place in the AFC North as we speak. I'll tell you yeah, that. They're, they're, but I'm still not worried about them. Yeah. No, I think they're better than the Steelers and the Browns, not the Ravens. But uh, so one team. But if they to played win, on a neutral field right now, I mean, would you take the Ravens for sure over the Bengals? I know you lost Joe B. I know, yeah, that would be tough. That would be a great football game. I think those are them two, uh, and and, and the uh, Chiefs, Kansas City for sure. And, and I yeah. do think Buffalo will be in it at the end. I, I do. I, Maybe I. Yeah, they but. still don't have a running game. Year three of Josh Allen's the only thing that can maybe Leonard Fournette is that running game, but it's just like how many. And you know who they had uh, a year ago? The the guy who's number two in rushing yards on the season. Yeah. Moss was on the Bills at one point, and he looks like he's pretty good now, as Pops just alluded to. I don't know. I'm worried about the Bills. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a fair concern. I, it, come, to me, it comes down to defense right now because these offenses we all talk about, they're, they're phenomenal offenses. <clears throat> Everyone has these kind of offenses, weapons, where they can score 30-plus points. Um, but of all those that uh, – of all those teams we've talked about, Kansas City and Baltimore have probably the superior defenses. Because Buffalo's defense has just gone to hell in a handbasket. They've had some significant injuries now. I'm not. Yeah. They just they just can't defend, and uh, and, and so that's where I think Baltimore and Kansas City are there, and Baltimore can run the damn ball from anywhere, and I think that'll make the difference. I I still think Baltimore is the winner. Um, just because I know LJ will enjoy having a little <clears throat> victory lap on just I think we cemented how bad Josh McDaniels is because the Raiders looked really good one week removed from Josh McDaniels. And yeah. they, I don't know if y'all saw the clip from the locker room. It just looks like I almost wish I could experience how good life is post Josh McDaniels. Cause man, people just seem so happy. As soon as Josh McDaniels out of the building, they're smoking cigars. Everyone's celebrating. And a week ago, it looked like that was the worst job in America to be in that <laughs> LA facility. Yeah. No, and I'm not even sure. That. What is Josh McDaniel sitting there thinking when he's he's there in the locker room smoking cigars? I mean, they haven't scored twenty points in a game all year, and in the first game post Josh McDaniels, they scored thirty. And it's not like they brought in some offensive guy. Antonio Pierce is a middle linebacker. He just came in, and it's just more fun in that locker room, I think. And so, yeah. Josh McDaniels never should get a head coaching job again. Never. Uh, I, I don't, don't think he, he tricked, will. I don't think that's going to be a problem. He tricked the Broncos, and he should have never been able to trick another team. That's why LJ was so ecstatic when yeah. the Raiders hired Josh Phoenix. He's like, yeah. oh, I've seen this. I've done this story. <laughs> this is this is not good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if I want anybody to experience it, let it be the Raiders. Now, let's say this. The, the New York football giants are probably now the worst team in football. 
oh, yeah. without Daniel Jones, without Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> with Scooter Magoo or whoever it is back there quarterbacking. It um, might be Matt Barkley this week. <laughs> they are bad. <laughs> They're really bad. And so which So you're saying start the Cowboys on fantasy, the Cowboys defense this week. Yes. Yes, I am. Do you that know what that guess the line scorer. real quick? Do y'all know the line in that game? Dallas and uh, 16. Is it 16? 17. 16. 16. 16. That is high. That's a lot, but it, they could win 20 to nothing. And I like might take it. Yeah, yeah. That might be in our parlay, honestly. I'm showing it 17. I'm showing it on bet online at 17. Wow. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Yeah. I that was that was bad. I, so I will say this for bad games this week. So uh we've talked about it. We were in New Orleans this weekend. Uh, watching the Saints and the Bears, which I, the Superdome is still one of the best places to watch a football game. It's really steep, but uh, still, for as old as it is, it's still a great place to watch a football game. Uh, and uh, but man, the Bears fans—it was like they were mad. It was like they were just dejected. You—they just—you saw them around after the game because they were really excited. I think they thought they had a, a chance to win this ball game, and they ran the football really well. Tyler Badgett's not ready for prime time, but the fans, all they did was after the game, they had their heads hanging. They were shaking their head like, oh, we're just bad. We're bad from the offensive line to the quarterback to the coaches to the general. We're just bad. It just—it was really sad to watch. They weren't like, "We'll get you next time," or "You won this one, you blew it." They were like, "No, we're bad." It was just—it well, was very—it was very. Dis- I, was I wish dejecting. I wish it was here to to check this out, but the turnover, the the Bears had five turnovers. Yeah, the Saints had zero, and the Bears only lost by seven. So that mm-hmm. that was a very winnable game. If you just even kind of take care of the ball. I'm not even saying take care of the ball completely, just kind of take care of maybe three turnovers and you might be able to win that game. But I guess, Tony, I guess uh, Taysom Hill is just a red zone machine. He's going to find a way to score. Yeah. I have a lot more respect for Taysom Hill. after seeing him in person than watch it because he, he, he is a man. I mean, he, he's a pretty, pretty strong individual. And um, it is, I will say this though. You watch them, and they really—it really takes them out of rhythm when they're running them in and out, in and out. And I—it I, makes a—it doesn't make sense to me that they can do that and still be successful. And they, just, like you said, five turnovers and they only won by seven. Hmm. Yeah, that's which is, which I, is I, our parlay would say. Out. Yeah, we needed them to win by seven and a half. Is it tougher to be a Bears <laughs> fan or a Cowboys fan? Ooh. Well, it. Mm. Expectations are higher for a Cowboys. Well, they are. Maybe it's tougher being a Cowboys. But the Bears haven't been good for a while, and it don't look like they're getting any closer. (laughs) Well, well, they do have. They do still have the number one overall pick currently, and a top five pick in their pick between the Panthers and Bears. And so, you like to think they there is hope on the horizon. But Justin Fields, they rolled out again for Thursday night, so it'll be Tyler Badgett once again. Going up against the Panthers. I'll just say this. Um, if you want to grab your significant other and do a movie night, some of the standalone games this week, not that good on primetime. Like Sunday, you can still red zone it up from noon till six. But you got Bears-Panthers. I could catch the highlights, honestly. I don't know if I have to watch that do one. Do you all and happen then, to know who next Thursday night's game is? Well, I was gonna we'll, we'll get there because okay. we're on a stretch. We're on a stretch of some bad primetime games. So we got Bears Panthers, and then Sunday night. You know, pops, I'm just throwing this out there. Here's a word <laughs> of advice. Maybe 
cook the popcorn up and just, you don't have to tell her who the game is, but maybe call Tammy over and go, you know what, Tammy, I'm footballed out. Do you want to watch a movie tonight? Because it's the Jets versus at, the Raiders. At the Raiders, you, yeah, yeah. You don't need to watch that one. Like, yeah. Honestly, it might be painful to watch it. So that I think win some points, grab your girl or whoever, and just go, hey, I don't even want to watch football. I'd rather spend time with you. Yeah, and, that's and a good idea, points. Kevin. I hope that she doesn't listen to this pod before that happens. Can we, can we not flex that game? Are we to flexing yet? So they could. They could have flexed. They chose not to, and which is interesting. I don't know why they would. I have no idea. Because then Monday night you got Broncos-Bills. I guess the Bills, but that's not just a great one. And then, Pops, who do we got next week? Who's So, next Thursday night is Cincinnati at Baltimore. Wow. So, so get your do, do your time Get your popcorn now, ready. You know? yeah, yeah, get your popcorn and do your movie now because Thursday night you're going to want to watch Bengals-Ravens. That's a good one. No. And then, Eagles, and then Eagles, Chiefs, Eagles Chiefs is Monday night next week. So, it gets better. Hope there, there, it does get better, but this is the week. If you're going to have to pick a week to maybe miss some of those primetime games and win a little brownie points, this is your this is your going. Bill Simmons used to say, Pops, I don't know if you remember, him and Cousin Sal coined the uh, pumpkin patch Sunday. There's always one Sunday in October where the games just aren't that great and you just take one for the team and you go do the pumpkin patch with the wife. <laughs> and and this is the movie night week where it. you just do some movie nights. You know, just Movie night, Sunday night. Speaking of, do I wait to say that Sunday week? night, or should I say that now? Should I just Sunday night just do like you said? No, say, I think you do it that night, and you just go. I'm so tired. I'm tired of football because she's just going to assume you want to watch football, yeah. and and you okay. just go, baby, I don't want to watch football. Tonight. So just do it just Sunday do Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Yeah, okay. yeah. You just say, I just I'd rather, and she'll probably go. Oh, is there no game tonight? You go. No, there is a game, but I just. I'd rather do something with you tonight. Here's the thing. Tammy knows enough about football. <laughs> when she knows it's the Jets and the Raiders, she's going off. Yeah, right. Okay. So let's I'm just understand. Saying, let's that understand. one's in my back pocket, so y'all should keep it. You know, keep let's it understand who's giving us this advice here, Lou. <laughs> this is – Tony this makes is, a good point. You should the always consider the source. Yeah. He ain't got to worry about how what time he comes in Saturday night. He's just <laughs> fine. You don't know that, Tony. You don't know. All He's right. a player. <laughs> let's let's look to the next week. As we mentioned off the top, the parlay did not win you money. But as we mentioned, you don't have to win every week on the parlay for it to win you money in, in the end to get ROI. So this week, we're back and we're better than ever. Uncle Tony, you got something for me? Who you like? I'm taking those coming off the bye, the San Francisco 49ers. They're, they are given three points at Jacksonville, but the coast to coast thing. Jags are Jags are road dogs. You're going road, coast to coast. Six coast and to coast. Two? Yeah, because since dogs. they're both coming off bye weeks, doesn't matter. I, it won't matter them coming across the country to to go see the Jags. I like San Francisco here to lay the wood to the Jaguars, and and they'll win by three. I and hell, the, I might and take the, them. The Niners do need to get that. They get right. It's kind yeah. of a and they've got those. Two brand new uh, uh, rushers as well. Yeah, right? Chase Young. I mean, mm-hmm. they, this, that game's interesting to me. I'm because that's a game where the Jaguars can go. Because I mean, they're six and two. They have some good wins. The Jaguars mm. can really go. Like we're legit, legit. Mm, that's a new but game. I, yeah. Ah, that's Niners only getting three. Does I do lean that way, Tony? Because it's not even three and a half. They're not even giving you the hook right now. So you get yep. the minus three. I, I can get behind it. Uh, Pops, what you got? You know, I'm going to give some points this week, too. Uh, I'm going to give seven points to the Houston Texans, and and Cincinnati's going to beat them by more than seven. That's what I'm seeing. So I'm going to take Cincinnati minus seven 
at Houston. Pop saw uh, he saw what CJ Stroud did last week and was like, I don't care. I'm he can't do that again. Girl. He ain't he doing, doing that, that again. again. I want to look because one of the one of the games I was thinking about, but again, before I crossed them off completely, but now they're crossed off as I thought about. The Falcons, because the Falcons I did are only that. favored, only favored no, by one and a half over the lowly Cardinals. I don't the Cardinals Kyler are a team, back this week. I did see that he should be back. But I was going to look the Cardinals last week. Now they did play the Browns, who are a good defense. Kyler Murray's back. Maybe this. I take Arizona. Cardinals went. They had forty-eight total plays. Forty-eight total plays last week against the Browns. Their total yards. 58. 48 plays, 58 yards. That's impressively bad. They barely got a yard of play. That's that's something. But still, the Falcons are on my no-bet list. Actually, Cardinals are frisky. I, I would With Kyler Murray coming back? I mean, he, he's, a, he's a for one game? He's been practicing for three weeks, by is, the way. There, is there a new Call of Duty out? Or, I mean, there's not a new Call of Duty I think out. I think we're good. So, interesting on that one is I don't – I'm very curious to see what the Cardinals do because the Cardinals do seem to be operating as a team who would prefer to not win another game and have the number one overall pick. So what do you tell – Kyler's been very adamant like, I feel good. I'm ready to go. And he want, he seems to want to play. So what do you – can you shut him down? But also, I think they need to figure out if you're going to have a high pick, you kind of need to figure out what you're doing with Kyler. Is Kyler your guy or are you going Caleb Williams or Drake May? So I'm, I'm very curious to see what they do with Kyler Murray because you either trade him this offseason – or you don't take the quarterback really high and you're rolling with them. And that the guy, I'll just say the GM and coach that are there now did not give him that extension, that big $200 million extension he got. So they might be willing to let it go. So I, I'm curious to see how they do that. But I'm going to stay away from that one just because I can't bet on the Cardinals and I will not bet on the Falcons. So I'm going to go. I know they're on the road. They're going over to the West Coast. But the Chargers have no home foot advantage. Give me the Lions minus three on the road. Coming off a bye, Dan Campbell will have him right. I'll take the Lions minus three. And that's Tony, again that's again the Seahawks? No. Chargers. No, Chargers. Lions against the Chargers in, in LA. Minus three. Okay. Minus three. All right. And that's another one in general. That's a game I'd I'd like to I, that's probably that's the best three o'clock game you're gonna get, probably. Yeah, the Lions Chargers, I would say. Yeah. So we got – what got are we a, looking at? We're all giving points prestige. this week. I got a prestige. You got prestige? Oh, we're all taking if favorites. You wanna, if you want to go – taking if favorites you, If so you want to go four here, so the the three you've got now, San Francisco minus three, Cincinnati minus three, Detroit minus three. So we got a road, a home, Cincinnati's and a road. minus seven, by the way. But. Minus seven. Okay. Minus seven. So prestige worldwide is taking Cleveland plus six. Not okay, there we go. There we go, Pops. Now we got a dog. I can put I'm gonna put four in because you gotta have at least one dog in the parlay. I am but he's he's, putting, good. he's much better than I am. It's very hard for me to bet against Baltimore these days, but <coughs> Cleveland they, they struggle against Cleveland. So they do. Cleveland's really six. good against those like the the Bengals and Ravens, it's actually been pretty profitable if you bet with Cleveland. They might not always win, but they keep those games very, very close, and those yeah. defenses do pretty well against them. Mm-hmm. So he's going, man, we just talked about how Ravens are great, and now I'm going to throw them. But I'm, but it's a, the, five. Yeah, the over-under is 38 and a half. Five. I mean. It's a really low. Right. Yeah, and so usually that tends to be a closer game. You're not going to get a blowout. So I don't, I don't hate that line at all. I might 
Yeah. I'll say I could throw. I that mean, one Deshaun in. Watson hadn't impressed anybody. Just he was a little better this he past week. Yeah. yeah, the bar was set pretty low to be to be better. So it's not necessarily saying a lot for <laughs> Deshaun. I like it. Um, I, I like what we got. So we got uh, lines minus three on the road. We have 49ers minus three on the road to the Jags. Texans, no, Bengals minus seven at home against the Texans. And then we're, we're, we're going to get one dog in there. Browns plus six going into Baltimore. So I don't hate it. I think, I think people might have just gave you a winner. This we might have just gave you a winner right there. And this now we're back on the winning side. And we're gonna we're gonna hit the end of the year hard. I mean, we're gonna be good. I think. I think we're getting hot right when it, right when you need to. So, to go. Um, Uncle Tony, you you had I'm blanking on the name of it, but you were in Nola this past weekend, and you had one of your. How can you? How can you not blank on the name on that, dude? (laughs) It's just Vuka Vukaray Vukaray. That's what I was gonna say. For some reason, it's all right. The drink, the drink of the Just Press Play podcast. I think it's the official so, drink of the Just Press Play podcast. I do think yeah, it is. That's what I had last week. Not so, what I'm having this week. But you did it. You had you had it yes. on the pod, but then you also had one in, at in, the yeah, Carousel in Lounge, at right? The, at the Carousel Lounge. So I, I'm going to say this: I I had two drinks at the Carousel Bar there in the Hotel Montleon uh, in the French Quarter in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, I had the Vucaray. And it had a Sazerac. And I got to tell you that Uncle Tony makes a better Vucare than the Carousel Bar does, but he doesn't make a better Sazerac. That Sazerac was really good. That's one of the best drinks I've had in a long time. It was the right kind of whiskey. It had just a little bit of that uh, herb saint in it, and the lemon just topped it off. It was good. So I'm telling you, that Sazerac, yeah, my my recommendation for everyone: you go down to the Hotel Monteleone, get you a Sazerac. Uh, don't get you one of those Midnight Madness things in a in a middle light. Go for the Sazerac. <laughs> That's bad news. But what are we drinking? What are we drinking tonight, Tom? Tonight, now, now that we're back in, in Sukasa. So I, I I tonight I'm drinking the Old Pal. Uh, the Old Pal is a drink that's a takeoff on the Boulevardier. Uh, so the old pal has uh, rye whiskey, uh, Campari, and dry vermouth. But the Boulevardier has sweet vermouth. This has dry vermouth. So it's a dry, tart, very, uh, very warming drink. And I'm drinking the old pal because I'm going to get to see my old pal, uh, old pal Prestige Worldwide this weekend coming up to the house. So thought I'd bring out the old pal here tonight. And then uh, Kephas Winotifus is uh, 60 years old. so. Yeah, another old pal. So here's to here's to old pals tonight. <laughs> to there we go. Pals. One one thing Tony's gonna do, he'll have a theme drink. That that he will have a theme to it. You know, it takes a long time to grow an old pal. You know what I'm saying? That's true. <laughs> That's know. very true. Lots of old pals. I got lifts and old pal, cares and old pal. It's all we're all old pals here on the Just there we go. podcast. All right. I think that does it for another week of the Just Press Play podcast. We'll be back next week to break down some more of the games and and probably talk some drinks. Who knows? Who knows what we'll have for you next week? All right, guys. Who knows? Who knows? Peace out. The day is here already. So anyway, you met these guys. What was the what was the deal? Okay, so so we're at the Hotel Monteleone, right? 
and, um, and and so we're at the hotel, and so we were sitting in. The, they've got these couches. We couldn't get at the carousel bar itself. It was full. We're sitting in these couches, and so there's four of us there, and we're ordering drinks. So we ordered Sazerac and a Bucheray and a couple of gin drinks, and we're we're sitting there and we're we're having a good time. And then across the way, um, there are these three guys that just sat down. And they came in with Miller Lite cans in their hand. So they're sitting at this at this table in this fancy bar with Miller Lite cans in the Monteleone bar. In the Monteleone bar, and uh, and they've got these Miller Lite cans, and it's like I'm not sure they know where they're at. And they all had on trucker hats. Nice guys. I mean, but they were 28, 29 years old. And so we're watching them. Everything's fine. And then a waitress comes up and she delivers three. Uh, dirty martinis in the big martini glasses to these guys and so we're sitting there watching them and you can see him there's one guy who was ordering he had his hat on backwards and he was ordering he was pretending like he knew what he was doing and so he orders and so these guys are drinking their Miller Lights while they're looking at the martini and and like they're kind of turning their head side to side looking like what the hell is this and so then they start to drink it and you could tell they like what the hell, right? Because they got two hands on it like this, and then you know they're, they got their hand all the way around, like they're holding it like a, <laughs> like a handlebar, <laughs> handlebar, taking the martini glass up, and they really didn't like it. You could tell they didn't like it. So the next thing, you know, so we're doing the stuff. The next thing I look over, they've got three purple drinks in these real fancy glasses, and I was like, what the hell? And again, the one guy is laughing. He's just laughing as hard as he can. These guys are looking at it. They got these weird looks on their faces. and Because you could tell, I, I think that everybody, they thought, well, man, they're going to think we're a couple or something. And and so they were they were like, no, no, no. So finally, uh, I go up to use the restroom. And one of those guys actually was on his way there, too, as well. And so we're in the restroom. Of course, you know me. I'll you know strike up the conversation. So uh, I asked him, I said, hey, uh, how was that martini? And he said, man. That was the first martini I think I've ever had. It was okay. And I said, well, what was that next purple drink? It was called Midnight Madness. And what was the next? He said, I don't know. It didn't taste very good. I said, well, what did you order next? Man, that guy that we hit, that, our friend there, he said he knew New Orleans. He's going to order for us. Well, we, we told him we were done with that. We ordered tequila shots. And I went, boy. There's my man right there in the Hotel Monteleone drinking Miller Lite taking tequila shots. That's my kind of guy right there. Sound yeah. like my kind of 31 guy. years ago. <laughs> 31 years ago, he said, that's exactly what I said, because 31 years ago, that's what we were doing. Hell no, some tequila shots. How about some Jägermeister? We want to see the real deal. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. All right, we ready for a, we ready for a clap test? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need to cut. I need to cut Tony off, or is that something? Cut Tony off. Cut off. Yeah, <laughs> On zero, three, two, one, zero. Okay. Um, this will probably be a little bit of a quicker one. Rock it out. That's good. 40, news for me. Forty to fifty. Something like that. 40, if we Whatever. do forty minutes, that's fine. So. Whatever you need, my man. Yeah. I got right. Jed and Hank on their way, so yeah. Rock it out. Cool. <laughs>